Welcome to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Amen. Everyone look at your neighbor. Say he's talking to you. Now look at your neighbor again. Say he's talking to me. That's right. I was reminded of the verse, thank you, Charlie, and it's good to have you and family with us for the celebration, but reminded of Paul told his son Timothy, as Timothy in the natural uh, had some trepidation and fear, which we all have at times, but he says, Timothy, I want to remind you of the faith that's in you that was passed on to you. It came from your grandparents and came from your grandmother and your mother and now it's been passed on to you. How many know that you didn't get here on your own? Somebody prayed for you. How many know that you and I are products of prayer? We're products of someone else's life, that someone else laid down their lives, someone else. How many know you didn't just birth yourself into this world? Your mother, that's why I told Patrick, uh, Patrick Miller, I said, Patrick, that's why on the birthday you need to celebrate Courtney because she did all the birthing. And so on your birthday, how I many know someone else birthed you in to this world and now into the kingdom of God, you didn't even birth yourself. How many know the word of God says that you've been born again by the word of God, that he births you and makes us alive by the incorruptible power of the presence and the power of his word? and of his presence. And so I'm thankful that I have a responsibility to recognize that uh, I have an obligation to serve other people. I know some of, the, some of the kids are looking at their mom and moms are looking at their kids right now, pointing the finger. It's all good. It's, it's good. My son, my son uh, Deuce, we call him Deuce. He says, I have one word to describe this birthing process. He said, I've seen all these little, these little uh, uh, advertisements, people's Facebook pages, and ladies want to describe their, he says, I have one word to describe it. I says, he says, I, I don't even see this word described. I said, what was it, Deuce? He says, torture. <laughs> I said, torture? He says, yes, torture. He says, we went through 24 hours of torture. And I was just, I was sitting there laughing. I was like, good. Now you really know you have a, a lot more to appreciate your mother about and your wife. He said it was 12, whatever it was, how many hours of torture. He says, I couldn't do anything about it. I couldn't stop it. I wanted to help her. She couldn't stop it. Not you. No, not you. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, we being birth, being birth out of something that may have been difficult. And so Paul reminds Timothy, and he says, Timmy, I want to remind you that you've been birthed. You've been birthed into a spiritual heritage and legacy. And he says, God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but he gave you a spirit of love and of power and of a sound mind. And with every, you and I need a greater level and Dose of the love of God. Come on. How many say I need to walk in love a whole lot more? A little bit more of love. I don't have, I don't love like God loves. And I need a little bit more power. Power to say no to myself. Power to say no to take up my cross and to die. Power to die. 
Come on, when we think of power, oh yeah, I want power to cast out devil. No, we need power to just be more like Jesus. Power to die out to ourselves, And then to have a sound mind. Come on, how many know that your battle is raging in your mind, but aren't you thankful that God gives us weapons and he gives us an antidote that just because you think it doesn't mean you're it. Now, you can control your mind. You can dominate your mind. And you can get your mind washed by the water of the That's why it's so vital for us to read our Bible, allow it to read us, because it washes us and it cleanses our mind. How many of you guys, you've had some, if I was to put on the screen all of your thoughts today or this week, who would he stay and watch the show? Right? But our soundness of mind, soundness of mind, our mind, he washes And as we come into, turn with me in your Bible to the book of Matthew chapter 18. So this promise to the church and to Timothy is he gives us a spirit of love, of power, and of a sound mind. And then he tells him this as you're turning to Matthew. He says, Timothy, I want you to stir up the gift of God inside of you. I mean, each one of you has a gift. Each one of you has something to give. Each one of you are gifted. You're gifted by God. And God says, stir it up. Don't hide it. Don't sit on it. Stir up that gift and release it. And so I have to or get to and I'm excited about preaching this next as we are in the 70 times seven series. And for those of you that may be here for the first time are visiting us or say, what is this about? Uh, We've gone through this. It's about finding peace by forgiving others and also yourself. Here's the big F word. We have to, we get to forgive or we get to express grace to people that have hurt us. There's one of my favorite verses in Psalms 119. I believe it's 119, 145. Uh, I, I don't know, have, I have all the verses memorized. I think that's the longest chapter of the Bible. But it says, great peace have they that love thy law and nothing shall offend them. That's a whole lot right there. And we could preach that whole verse. Psalm 119, somewhere in 119, I think it's 145. It says, great peace have they that love thy law, or love your word, or love you, Jesus, and nothing shall offend them. How many guys have been offended? How many guys got offended? How many guys, how many, how many of you offended yourself? Right. And so we live in this world of offense and offense just means a trap. It means something that wants to trap you or entrap you or to ensnare you. And so we pick it up and we'll get to the we're going to get to our slides. But I want to look to look at some backdrop because we'll get to the parable that we started in last week and wherever Brother Scott is. Thank you, Brother Scott. He opened up the 70 times seven series last Sunday and went through it. Thank you, brother. He's behind you. And he did a great job going through that. And we'll get into this parable of the unforgiving servant. But for context, I want to take you back and let's pick it up in chapter 18 verse 1 and it says this if we can get this up on the or hopefully you guys you guys still have your bibles can i hear some bible paper sound or digital noises or ipads or phone, whatever it is okay but he says this in in chapter 18 of matthew it says at this time the disciples came to jesus and they were asking they were like who's the greatest who's the baddest who's the greatest who's the hero who's the top dog in heaven, in the kingdom. Then Jesus called a little child to him and sat 
the child in their midst. And he said, assuredly, I say to you, unless you are changed, unless you are converted, that's what the word converted means to be fully turned. Unless you are turned, unless you're made again into like a little child. How many say, I need that? It's amazing dealing with young people. They can't wait to get older. I can't wait till I'm 18. I can't wait till I get 18. And then some of the parents are like, I can't wait till you get 18 and then you can get out of my house or you can get a job or you can. But when you're young, you want to get older. And then it's amazing when you're older, I'm not old. You always remember the times when you were a teenager. And I have a friend, he's in his 50s. And he all, every time we get together, he wants to still talk when he played baseball in high school and all he wants to do his whole life is back in his teenage years and so we have this uh, dichotomy of people that want to be old and old people that want to be young and it's biblical because Jesus says you have to be changed or you have to be childlike in our faith and so he says, assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as a little child or, or little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. And so someone came to me after uh, Scott's sermon last Sunday, and they said, Pastor Steve, uh, Scott did a great job on forgiveness, but you need to tell people how to do it. How do you forgive? How do you do it? I, I get all the steps and the theory, and I know I should do it. I know I'm supposed to do it. I know the Bible says I should do it, and I want to do it, but how do I do it? Well, step number one is just do it. Okay. <laughs> is you got to become like a little child again. It's amazing with little kids. They, and it starts with the H word, humility. Humility. Humility, and we'll get through it. Humility. You say, how do, I, how do I become more like Jesus? Because how to forgive, it's an act of faith. You don't feel like always forgiving. You don't feel like it. If you were to sit there and think about it, I had thoughts going through my head last night. Uh, someone asked me for a cup of coffee at 8 o'clock because they had a headache, and I gave them some coffee, and then I drank some, and I was sitting there, and I was thinking about things. And how many of you know, if you let your mind go, you can just get mad at everything? You can be mad at the world and mad at at post on on whatever social media. You can just you can find something to be mad at. Everyone, that's like the new norm is to find something to be mad and to get offended at. And if you're looking for that, you just you don't have to look very far. If that's what you're looking for. And so he says you have to walk in humility. And then he says verse let's keep going. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believes in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and were drowned into the depths of the sea. Jesus gets pretty serious here. He gets pretty serious about his love for children and the innocence of our day and how it's so easy just to overlook them. And he puts the onus back on the person doing the offending he says, woe to the world because of offenses, for offenses must come, but woe to the man by whom that offense comes. Help me, Jesus. Help my mouth. 
Help my attitude. Help my matitude. If your hand or your foot causes you to sin, cut it off or cast it from you. It's better for you to enter into life lame or maimed rather than having two hands and two feet yet to be cast into everlasting fire. Now, you don't hear a lot of people preaching about everlasting fire. Now, I didn't write this, but this is the word. This is Jesus talking. He says, if there's an error in your life that's causing you to get tripped up, deal with it. And here's number nine. He says, if your eyes cause you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. It is better for you to enter into life with one eye rather than having twos, two, and to be cast into the fire. Now, that doesn't literally mean don't really go and cut your hand off. It doesn't mean literally to go pluck your eyes out. But come on, how many know that we have to guard our members? Come on, you're being bombarded. I'm being bombarded. You can get on your phone and scroll through Facebook or Crazy Book or whatever thing, and there's images, there's, there's images, there's things that you just say, you know, I can't look at that. I can't look at that. I can't allow my heart to go there because that will defile me. That will defile my spirit. That will defile my heart. But you know what? Your flesh likes it. Your flesh likes anger. Your flesh likes uh, lust. It likes division. It like your flesh part of you. Come on. There's part of you that's enticed with that and it likes it. But that's where you say, you know what? Holy Spirit, rise up and dominate. Don't let me go that way. Don't let me go the way of all flesh. Let me walk in a way that you want me to. And then he goes on. In verse 15, he says, I'll skip the verse 10 through 14. He says, moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. It doesn't say go on Facebook or social media and talk about it. It doesn't say to do all this. It says no. It says, and this is hard for us to do that because sometimes you may not like conflict. I don't like conflict. I don't know. But the biblical way to deal with conflict is to go and talk to someone and, and maybe ask a question. If I ever offend you, I would hope that you would just come to me and say, Pastor Steve, when you did this or you said this or you acted that way, you would just ask me a question and say, Pastor Steve, that hurt me or that offended me. I could deal with that. And that's the biblical way. And I should be able to do the same thing if something is have enough um, courage and biblical uh, obedience just to say, you know what, let's talk about this because we live in a world where it wants to bring division and it wants to keep silent and point the finger. And so this is the way to do it. This is the biblical way to deal with offense. You go and talk. And it says, if he doesn't hear you, take one or two that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. And if that brother or sister refuses to hear, tell it to the church. But if he refuses, take it to the church. Assuredly, verse 18, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you, here's the power of unity. If two, only two, of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three, come on, we have more than three here, are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. 
That's the power of unity. That's the power of us walking in one heart and one mind. And then we get into this passage that Scott started last week of this parable, this story, and I'll read it, of the unforgiving servant. So Peter came and said to Jesus, Lord, how often shall I forgive if my brother sins against me? And I forgive him up to seven times. And Jesus says, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle the accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. And he was not able to pay his master and his commanded him to be sold with his wife, his children, and all that he had, that the payment would be made. Basically, he was going to be put into slavery. The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him the debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him only a hundred denarii, And he laid hands on him, took him by the throat. He choked him out, as Scott said, saying, pay me what you owe me. So this fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, have patience with me, and I will pay you all that I have. But he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw that what had been done, they were very grieved and they came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, you wicked servant. You wicked servant, I forgave you all. Everyone say all. All that debt because you begged. You begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant just as you had, I had had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due him. So my heavenly father will also do to each, to you each, if you, from your heart, everyone say from my heart, does not forgive his brother his trespasses. How many know we need help in this area? Amen. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the power of your word. We thank you for the power of your spirit that you're going to help us to walk in love and forgiveness. In Jesus' name, we pray. Someone says, well, how do you do it? You got to have faith that you can do it. You have to have faith that you can forgive like Jesus. Now, every day, there may be major things in your life. There could be horrific things in your life, things that you've stuffed for a long time. But then also, I think as we go through this series, and let me get to my pages and we'll get to our our PowerPoints. It's not so much maybe the big things that have happened to us and that we've gotten over and maybe we're still working through some of that trauma. Maybe there was some uh, horrific abuse in your life and uh, some of us, of us have experienced that. It could be uh, sexual, it could have been emotional, it could have been verbal, it could be parental, it could, there's a lot of things. But I also want us to bring us into our daily walk because today when you leave this place and you drive on 880, someone may offend you. Or you get on your smartphone or you get on social media. How many know that every day 
as Jesus, as the disciples came to Jesus, they said, Lord, teach us to pray. And so this daily prayer was, Lord, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be not be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in my earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us as we daily, everyone say today, Today, how many of you guys, somebody offended you yesterday? My hand is up. Someone's offending you right now, my sister said. I don't know who's doing it, but she's okay. Right now, but right now, right now, right? Right now, there's some things that may have offended us, right? There's some things that we carry. We carry words. We carry emotions. We carry statements. We can carry these things, and we need to guard our heart. And say, Lord, I don't I want to be shielded. I need to walk in your love because forgiveness is being more like Jesus. And I want to be more like Jesus. It doesn't mean that person is necessarily right. It doesn't mean that you're right. Someone says, you want to be right or do you want to be reconciled? And I better get to these. Otherwise, I'm going to preach a whole other message to you. So... We're going to get into the five requirements for lasting forgiveness. Five requirements for lasting. We'll speed this up. The first thing you have to do is you have to open up your heart. You have to open up your heart. Some people say, well, I, can't, I don't feel like it. it. has nothing to do with you, your feelings. Three weeks ago, we were here on a Monday morning and we got the call that our sister Atara had passed from death unto life. How many know instantly all of us, our hearts were open towards the family? We could have, we were dealing with, we were actually dealing with something totally different. We, how many know someone came and they said their, their brother, their sister was in an accident or someone had to get rushed to, instantly you can turn your heart towards a situation and you can open your heart and you can show compassion if you want to. If you want to, you have to want to. But what happens is we get stuck on do they deserve it? We get stuck on the pain of it. We get stuck on what they did. And so the requirement to do it is you have to have faith. Say, Lord, I want to walk in obedience because I want to be free. And I want to free that other person. And I want to be more like you. And it does hurt. It is painful. But it's like Brother Scott said, I don't know, how many of you guys got scars on your body? Something happened. You were wounded or you were, Charlie was telling me he almost cut his leg off with the chainsaw up in the woods there. And so I bet you have a nasty scar on that knee there, Charlie. But how many of you guys have a scar or something or you were cooking and, uh, or something or something cuts you or hurts you and you still have that scar, but that pain is not there. And it's because you allowed the healing process, you allowed the process of healing going down into that wound, as Scott said last week, and it went and it cleansed and it healed. And so you have the scar, but you don't have the pain and you still have the memory. I have memory. I have good memory, but I don't have the pain of the memory of the offense. And so the first requirement is for us to open. So anyone can open their heart anytime what they choose. You choose it. That's the power of, of the love of God is he gives you that choice. You got to choose it. 
Just like you chose Jesus, you choose it. Say, choose, you choose obedience. And then if number two, one point is you cannot forgive. No, go back, dear. Thank you. Well, I got my clicker. I got my clicker. You cannot forgive anyone unless you first open up your heart. And from the scripture says, why did Jesus say that? It's from your heart. From your heart, you do it. The next one is what? Is to extend compassion. Extend compassion to the person that you need to forgive. Now, this is, this is one because this takes some maturity. This takes maturity is, it doesn't mean you walk in arrogance and pride and say how, how much better you are than them. But you see, aren't you thankful that God saw beyond our fault and he saw our need? And so sometimes people that have hurt us, they may have been going through pain themselves or through made them respond. And so you see that it wasn't the person you separate the person from the act. What we do in life is we take the act of that offense and we attach it to the person and we say that offense and that person are the same. And so wherever that person goes, the offense goes. And so we join them together. But what we have to do is we have to separate what they did from who they are. And what we want to do is what they did, that's who they are. Come on, you guys know what I'm talking about. That person is a cheater. They're a liar. They're a, that person. Now, those are things that they did. Those are things that they did. But they may have been just doing what sinners do. So... Extend compassion to the person that you need to forgive. Compassion can be raised by the other person. Maybe that person is going through a difficulty. Or compassion, look at this, 2.2. Compassion can be raised by your choice. Your choice. Your choice. And that's where faith in Jesus and his word needs to rise and say, Lord, I'm going to choose to show compassion. I'm going to choose to be compassionate. And we'll get through this. This is going to be a long series. And it doesn't mean what the person did to you was right. It doesn't mean that you condone their action. It doesn't mean that you have, we'll get to, it doesn't mean that you may have a relationship with that person the same way. We'll get through this. There's a lot to this, to this series on forgiveness. So be patient with us. It doesn't mean, you, the Bible says live peaceably with all men, if possible. <laughs> so, so if possible, some things are not possible, but you can extend compassion and you can extend love. Doesn't mean you may be all buddy, buddy again. You release number three requirement. You release the person from your inner heart prison. Come on. How many of you guys have had some situations or people in that inner heart prison? I've had and you know how you know they're still there is because when you hear their name, what comes to your emotion? What emotion do you feel or what what thought comes to your mind? And so so that person is not that person is in your inner heart pr prison. They may not be in that prison, but you're keeping them in prison. And guess what? You're in the prison with them. You get to walk around with the prison. And I remember Portia, uh, she was 19 years of age and we were at a Larry Lee meeting 
and someone was preaching about forgiveness and she realized that she needed to forgive and the person that hurt her deeply that I didn't even know about that she kept hidden her whole life as a young girl and didn't tell her parents and the person that hurt her and her family member and she kept this and it was and I didn't even know what was going on we were we were dating I don't even know if we were engaged yet and uh, there was the gentleman was preaching and he said uh, that we carry people around in this prison in our heart and uh, as you heard Pastor Port, we take them out and beat them. Portia little, really wanted to kill that person. I'm glad the Lord dealt with her before I married her. Uh, but but we carry people in our hearts and we need to release that person from our heart. And how do we do that? Three point. The person must be separated from the trespass they committed. That's what I just shared. And the person is locked in your heart prison until you release them. As Brother Scott said, forgiveness is setting free and being free. Or being free and setting free. Requirement number four, forgive each trespass and offense, mistake, sin, and wound. Each one say, I forgive it. And you, sometimes you have to say it. You have to declare, say, I forgive that person. I forgive it. And, and you may do it in your prayer closet. You may do it in a worship service. You may do it driving in your car. But just say, Lord, I forgive them. Bless them. Not bless them like you want them to run into a truck. Not that kind of bless. See, because Jesus, as we get to, he takes this being like him and being like his father a whole lot deeper. And so forgive them of each offense. Forgive everyone who may have hurt you purposefully or accidentally. Forgive each, for number three, I'm sorry, forgive each individual and groups who has caused you the wound. Like I said, we can, you can be offended at white people. You could be offended at black people. You could be offended at brown people. You can get offended at Democrats or Republicans or the United States of America. And there's a whole lot to be offended about these days if you want to. You can walk around and choose and just and hear stuff, hear noise, 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 and say, well, that's with this, and walk in offense and walk in if you want to, if you want to. It's up to you. You get to choose. Or you say, no, I'm going to have a biblical perspective. I'm going to allow Jesus to wash me. I'm going to allow his love. I'm not going to characterize individuals in society. I'm going to walk uh, as in a kingdom mindset. Number 4.4, forgive individuals who are living or dead as the heart wound remains in you. Some people maybe still be offended at somebody that passed away. And we'll get to it because maybe that person's never apologized to you or they've never made rest restitution. And you're still saying, only if that person would apologize, if they only would say sorry, if I only got that. And we're looking for that and it may never happen. And so how you get healed is you say, Lord, you be my healer. You wash me as I walk in obedience to you. 4.5, forgive individuals whether or not they ever apologize. I got ahead of myself. 
forgive individuals whether or not they change their behavior. Now this is a hard one here. Come on, right? Because there's an expectation. If you, if I forgive you, you better change. But what if they don't? Someone said, resign from being God. You didn't create him. Resign from being Jesus. You can't save him. And resign from being the Holy Spirit. You can't convict him. How many people like to play God in here? Come on. Thank you. Thank you, Travis, for being honest, right? We want to change people. We want to convict people. We want to change them or save them or... We can't. Forgive individuals whether or not they make restitution. Maybe they never restore back what you, what they took or did to you. Forgive, forgiving doesn't mean you accept or condone their actions. We separate the person from their actions and what they did. So forgiving doesn't mean you accept or condone their actions. No, what they did was wrong. What they did hurt. What they did wasn't godly. 4.9, forgiving doesn't mean you don't maintain healthy boundaries. Obviously, if you're in an abusive situation, you get out of there. If something is abusive, no, you, you make healthy boundaries. Forgiving doesn't mean you don't maintain healthy boundaries. 4.10, forgiving doesn't always mean your relationship is restored. You may not have a restored relationship like it used to be, and that's okay. Some relationships may not be the same, but you have peace. You have wholeness. You have healing. There's restoration in your spirit and how you feel towards that person because you want God's best for them. And that. That's a godly mindset. We get stuck on. They don't deserve it. Look what they did. That's not what God does to us. If he dealt with us according to our actions and what we deserve, none of us would be here right now. Look what Jesus says. We're coming to end. And Rochelle, can you come back to the piano? Thank you. Matthew 5, 44. Jesus says to this, listen to this. Oh, I know all of us love this verse. This is like the verse you have highlighted in your Bible. You have it memorized. But I say, everyone say, he says. Matthew 5, 44. He says, love your enemies. Let me just stop here. I just have to stop. How many of you guys like to read this passage real fast? Like, love your blah, 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 right? But let's let this marinate and settle in. Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate, who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Now, here it is. That you, everyone say, that's me, 
may be sons, and that means daughters as well, means sons, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes the sun to rise on the evil and on the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust. How many know God's ways are not our ways? Have you ever, like, asked God a question? God, why, Lord? Have you ever asked God why? Why, Lord? I don't understand. Why, Lord? Why? Why is that person... Uh, why is that person still living and blessed and the, and the person that, come on, have you guys ever? And so love your enemies, it means today. Everyone say today. Bless those, everyone say today. Do good to those. Pray for those. Pray for those again. And in conclusion, Ephesians 4.32 says to be kind to one another. Today, thank you, dear. Tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So, Lord, as we are here together. Lord, help us to love like you love. Lord, and today, if or when someone offends us and we have a choice to hold on to that offense or to walk in unforgiveness, Lord, let us be quick to extend mercy and grace and compassion. Lord, help us, help us, help us, help us to be more like you. Help us to walk like you did, Jesus. I want you to imagine that there's a cage in your mind. And inside this cage are the people that hurt you. And every now and then you take them out and you think about it and you beat them for what they have done. I can't believe you said that to me and you did that to me. I want you to imagine, though, that you are in the cage. Because it said what Pastor Steve read today, my husband, as he said, neither can God forgive you if you don't forgive. So forgiveness is not just for them, it's for you. Because unless you open the cage willingly and on purpose... They are going to stay in there and you are going to stay in there. Is it worth it? Is it worth being separated from God? Is it worth it not fulfilling your destiny and your purpose? And is it worth it going to hell for? Absolutely not. So I want you right now to close your eyes and imagine the cage. Ask God to show you right now, God, who are these people in my mind that I need to forgive? And who are these people that I take out every now and then and I beat them and I think about what they have done to me? Show me who they are. Now what I want you to do is I want you to make a cup. Go ahead, open your eyes. Make a cup like this with your hands and look at them. Say, Lord, I open the cage in my mind willingly. And I ask you, God, to show me them now in my hands. God, I ask you to 
before you see them though God I want you to see yourself in your hands now look at yourself in your hands like this say Lord I thank you for forgiving me I don't deserve your forgiveness but you forgave me anyway now give yourself to God like this Now imagine all those people are in your hands right now. Look at them. Say, I choose to forgive you. Come on, God, I see the Holy Spirit working on people in this room right now, setting you free right now. Because by setting them free, you're setting yourself free. Say, I choose to forgive you. You don't deserve my forgiveness. But I don't deserve God's. So right now, I set you free. Now take them right now and just give them to God right now. Give them to God. Now pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, close the cage in my mind. Just lay your hands on your head right now. Say, seal it with your blood. In Jesus' name, I thank you for setting me free. As I have chosen to set them free. Now say, Satan, every demonic force that have come against my mind that have tortured me I command you to go in Jesus name you have no more power over me you are illegally here because I have forgiven I have chosen to love I have chosen to walk in obedience to Christ so I command you to go in the name of Jesus the Christ who died and rose again now say I thank you Jesus now see this is so important because what's going to happen as soon as you leave this place you know what the devil's going to say to you did you really forgive and you know what you're going to say yes I did now shut up talking to me in Jesus name because it's a choice come on give him praise amen thank you Jesus come on let's stand to our feet church Lift your hands to the Lord. Say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for your love today. Come on, just thank him for our time in his presence. Lord, in this corporate gathering with, our, with the fellow saints of God. Lord, in your word, in our time of fellowship with you. Thank you for your goodness. 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 Go ahead, just play, Rochelle. Thank you, Lord. Lord, let your goodness increase in me. Come on, lay your hands upon yourself. Let it increase. Lord, let your love increase inside of me. Lord, let your character, Lord, increase inside of me. Lord bless you today. Lord bless you and keep you. And may his face shine upon you. Thank you for listening to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. If you would like to learn more about us, please visit EncounterJesus.us or search for Encounter Church San Leandro in your app store.